the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're keeping nice and warm, although today seems a little bit nicer and less cold than the last couple of days. Um, Stay tuned, and we'll warm you up with some good conversation. I'm Dottie Herman, and this is Iron Real Estate, the only talk show on real estate and all about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, which in this world, in this day and age, other than politics... Just about as everything that has to do with everything. So I think politics <clears throat> is taking a close to second right at the moment, but I'm so sick of listening to them that I can't help it. Um, yeah, I'm on a little uh, news break from politics for a little while. Yeah, I know. It's enough. It's really... Yeah. It's enough. Although they made a lot of money, you know? I mean, I'm sure all the news people are making tons of money right now. Oh, the news people love it. They never have anything to... You know, worry about talking about. They have a, a new subject every hour. Every hour, <laughs> yes. Oh, wait a second. We have new breaking news, if you can believe that. <clears throat> so, anyhow. Yeah. Hi, Jerry. How are you feeling? you feeling any better? This is Jerry. Uh, much better. Thank you for asking. Thank you. I got my flu shot this year, and then I got the flu anyway. But, you oh, know, no. I'm still yes. glad I got the flu shot. That's but. why I'm hesitant <laughs> to ever get them. Because the one no, time I got it, it, the one time you I got it, I got it. the flu. But you're right. I should. Um, Jerry Feeney, my co-host and one of New York's best real estate attorneys, is with me today. Last week, we had a phone call from a man who might be a holdover tenant, and we're going to talk a bit more about later what that exactly means. I'm also joined by our finance and mortgage expert, Ace Waters-Hupar, who was vice president at Citizens Bank. And Ace is going to talk about a letter we received here at the show about a man who has a 9.5% mortgage and is desperate to refinance. Yeah. I'd like to thank Citizens Bank. I don't blame him. Yeah. But I'd like to thank Citizens Bank for their support of Ion Real Estate. They have one of the easiest mortgage application processes of any bank that I know. There's a one-on-one support. You can have questions. Um, their dedicated loan officers can help you navigate the home buying process with confidence. It's a painless process, and that's how I like it. Easy, okay, <laughs> and painless. Um, go from application to closing easier by collecting and verifying your information with secure document exchange. No surprises. Transparency, which is always the best policy. You always know what to expect. Each step of the process. It's not so difficult. It's actually so easy. Um, at the top of our second hour, we're going to be talking with Mike Conti, one of New York's top insurance experts. Mike is a principal at 
Hanek Conti Perino Insurance Agency here in New York City and the former president of the Council of Insurance um, Brokers of Greater New York. And without doubt, one of the most knowledgeable insurance experts in New York, so we're glad he's joining the show. I have a question for him. Can you insure pipes freezing and bursting during a cold blitz like the one we just had? What about ice damage to your roof? So there's lots of questions we have for him. Um, just you'll call 866-970-9622 or follow us on radioshowatelement.com or follow me at com. You can tweet us. Um, Ace, you have a, yeah. a direct line. And Jerry, I don't know if they answer it all the time, but... Uh, <laughs> Or just send us no, an not, email. Not on the weekends. Yeah, and <laughs> just send us an email, and we'll get it to whoever yeah. it has to go to. If you were born on today, well, first let me just tell you that I always tell you what happens on this day. So in 1905, the world's largest diamond was found in South Africa. It's called the Cullinan Diamond, and it weighed 1.37 pounds, 1.37 pounds, and it's today estimated value <clears throat> is $2 billion. Well, I'd like to have it. I wish I found it. Um, what would you do with it? It's so I big. Know. Well, I wouldn't wear it, okay? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it would be awkward. Yeah, it would be awkward. If you were, okay, yeah, I, I once had a really nice diamond, and I knocked it out. Um, it, you know, I just, I don't know, I just it just popped out, and I was on the streets looking for it, like for, I guess, in pouring rain for like hours, and then I just said, you know what, there's no hope. So... If anyone ever found that yellow diamond that I lost, you can always return it to me. It's a nice <laughs> reward. Um, after all these years. <laughs> after all these years. But you never know. Uh, if you were born to, on January 26th, you tend to be very willing to help others, um, which you should be no matter what day you're born on. Uh, if, you would, if you would be the boss that rolls up the sle- your sleeves when it's time to go to work, <clears throat> and if today is your birthday, you share it with General, General Douglas MacArthur, one of our greatest generals, who was born on this day in 1880. And again, our phone number is 866-970-9622. Okay, and as I said, you can visit us on our website. We have an app that's Ion Real Estate at the App Store that's free. Uh, you can get us on the Internet, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We're all over the place. We're any place you want us to be. Um, we prepared the fourth quarter... Um, Element reports for South Florida. So I know a lot of our listeners are interested in what goes on in Florida because they either are thinking of buying a second home there or maybe thinking of moving there. So fourth quarter for 2000, and again, this is the end of uh, 2018 and because we use closed sales, meaning if, if, if a property goes to contract, by the time they get a mortgage and everything, it's three or four months, three months probably. So uh, we don't count them as sales until they close for, for uh, re- references to the report. So for South Florida, fourth quarter, the overall assessment of all of South Florida marketing shows actually rising sales prices. Uh, the number of single-family homes in Miami Beach surged as condo sales declined after a large burst of activity in the prior quarter. And generally, you know, I know there's no, the, the seasonality isn't like really that big. You know, it's, 
Seasonality means, you know, do more houses sell in the spring? You know, don't put your house on in the, in the, in the Christmas time because no one buys. And there's not, it's not as big a deal today, but there still is a little. And, of course, when there's horrible weather, mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't help. And I think in December we had a big stock market uh, falling out. So a lot of people got nervous. But uh, basically it's up. Uh, Miami Beach, and I, when they say the number of sales declined after a large burst of activity, that's because they had so many sales happen the last quarter. It's not that they really are less. When you read reports, you really have to read what they're saying and what they're comparing them to. Uh, so they're still good. <clears throat> Overall price trends for Miami and number of sales rose, and they continue to rise year over year. In Miami coastline and in Miami mainland, so not just like on the ocean, uh, year-to-date overall sales and all price trend indicators were higher than the last year's level. Fort Lauderdale, which I think is really, and not that it went down, but, you know, um, for a while there, it just kind of fell behind the others, and they're really, re- re- really reviving it, and it's a wonderful place. It's kind of an, on the ocean, and they're building a lot of new things there. I think there's a new Four Seasons there. Uh, in Fort Lauderdale, condo sales rose above years-ago levels for the fourth consecutive quarter. Now, I want to also tell you they rose because they're also building a lot of new construction mm-hmm. there. And people, you know, a lot of people tend to like new. Some people want single homes and getaways, and some people want to have it, you know, a condo that everything is done for them, and it's easy. So uh, in Fort Lauderdale, single-family price trend indicators were mixed as condos, but condos kind of inched up. And I think that they moved higher because also the newer condos were expensive. Uh, but you can still get some nice deals there. And um, if you're not familiar with South Florida, it's, it's kind of, uh, Lauderdale is kind of in the middle of Miami and maybe Palm Beach, somewhere in the middle of that. Um, Boca Raton, which is a fairly popular place, uh, condo medium sales price hasn't seen a year-over-year decline in 10 quarters. So sales for condos in single families have increased year over year for two consecutive quarters. So it looks like that's doing well. And for those of you who know Florida, Boca is a pretty popular area. Single family sales and median sales prices in Delray, uh, which is between, I don't know, Fort Lauderdale and Palm Beach, you want to say, have been rising year over year for four consecutive quarters. And Delray really popped up, I, I would say, the last... I want to say eight years, nine years, that it's all of a sudden, you know, Delray's really become on the map. And it's, uh, you, you know, it's, you can walk through the villages, restaurants, it's very nice. Wellington, which is horse country, um, if I'm not mistaken, our, our ex-mayor Bloomberg has a uh, stables and homes there. His, I think, daughter is an avid rider. Uh, condo sales rose in Wellington, an annual for three of the last four quarters. All single-family price t- trend indicators increased year over year for the third consecutive quarter. Palm Beach saw the most fourth-quarter market-wide sales in five years. Uh, condos continued to dominate with the highest sales share since the financial crisis. So how does that grab you? Um, mm. hmm. Yeah, we had a project at Bristol in Palm- West Palm. Right on the, if you know Palm Beach, right on the border of where the bridge is that goes into Palm Beach. And honestly, when it was being built, it was beautiful, but I said, we're never going to get those prices. And I got to tell you, they sold out, and uh, people, it's not even done yet, it's almost done. 
people that bought a couple of years ago when we started the project, already people have offered them two or three million dollars more. So, and that's a condo, a luxury condo on the water. Single family prices, trend indicators and sales moved higher in Jupiter. Um, in Palm Beach Gardens, single pr family prices trend um, also showed great demand. So Florida, Southern Florida has gone up. The market is an opportune time for buyers to try to strike a deal. Uh, it's a good market. And, you know, you can always negotiate. And some people are more flexible than others. And sometimes I tell people it's timing. Huh? You know, sometimes you, you know, and, and it depends how they list the price. You know, sometimes they list it right on the money. And so the price they're asking is a good price. Other times they might look a little high or, or circumstances change. So the worst that can happen is someone says no, but you should, before you make an offer, not make an outlandish offer. Um, look and ask the broker you're working with, you know, what activity has been, you know, how many offers have they had. And sometimes somebody today says no and tomorrow says yes. So I always tell people if you take, if you make an offer and it's not accepted and you really like what you're making an offer on, you might say, look, I'm going to leave a standing offer. And, of course, if you get more money, obviously you're going to take it. But if you don't um, or if you change your mind, my offer is standing. You have nothing to lose. Right? Now, I just want you to know that the city of Miami uh, was one of the three U.S. cities behind San Francisco and Los Angeles to report positive price growth last year. Um, when it came to luxury homes, because usually, the, you know, if I if I've been telling you anything, I've been saying the highest end markets in most parts of the country have kind of been not down, but kind of sluggish or flat. Uh, so Miami and uh, San Francisco and Los Angeles really were not, and that's from Knight Frank. Um, they were doing a uh, they did a whole survey on prices across the country. And by the way, those of you who uh, send us emails and you say, um, I'm going to wait till spring to sell, well, I don't, say, I don't think you should do that. I think if you have something you want to sell, put it on the market. This is time of year, especially many. If most sellers would prefer to wait until winter is over, there's less inventory on the market. Yeah, and everybody else, you know, is putting it on in the spring, too. So why, there's no need to wait. Those seasonalities are... Less and less uh, operative, I think. Yeah. Um, spring has a, a, a large number of buyers, um, but people who are really looking are looking. And again, a lot of people have that mentality, well, you know, who's going to come now? It's freezing. Well, let me tell you something. If someone comes to the snow and freezing, they're unless they're a lonely, lonely person and have nothing to do all day, really they're serious. So you, you generally have very serious buyers that are out in freezing weather and people that have to buy and want to buy. And you generally have less competition because a lot of people say, well, I'm going to just wait till the spring. But are the spring and the summer the only time to sell or even the best times to sell? Um, hey, you know what? It's anyone's game. I don't think it's a science. But there are advantages to selling in the winter also. Um, and as, as I said, less competition and there's serious buyers. Uh, and if you have a cozy home with a fireplace and you lift, like the fireplace and it seems a little romantic <laughs> and warm and toasty, I mean, and somebody's getting out of the cold, it might just be the trick that just makes the deal happen.
So if you're really serious about selling, don't listen to when you should do it. Just put it up and get it on and price it right, okay? Because that's really important. You don't want your house to stay on the market too long and that it just sits there. You know, you just want to get it going. Now, I have some questions for all of us. Uh, so I'm going to do them. I don't think I had time to do some of them last week, so I'm going to give you a couple of them. And one was them, Dear Dottie, I know that co-op and condo boards have rights to meet your dog. But to make sure it's not vicious. But I'm in a small run. So I feel like I did this last week. Um, what are the most important questions to ask a realtor before hiring them to sell your home? That's one question. And what about the dog? They do have the right to meet your dog. I mean, I don't know if it's like in writing. Uh, you have to look at the lease. But truthfully... I don't think, I think it's reasonable that sometimes people want to meet the dogs. They want to make sure that they're, they're not so vicious. Um, yeah, I think it's reasonable also for a rental situation. I mean, I can't imagine how they're going to let you have the dog if you refuse to let them meet the dog in a rental situation. Yeah, even if it's not in writing, I mean, I would think, oh, gee, if they're not going to let me meet their dog, there's something they don't want me to know. So, right. Uh, so I think it's a, and I think it's really a reasonable thing to ask. I, I don't, you know, and if it's not, and uh, you know, even if it's not mandated, it might cost you the apartment that you want to rent. So I would do it. And that's from Victoria, a dog lover in Chelsea. And I'm a dog lover, but I still would understand why they want to meet the dogs. Uh, I would not get in with mastiffs. So, uh, <laughs> and I don't know how they'd be drooling and spitting and they're so big even though they're kind of not I don't think they're they're vicious but they kind of are sloppy no um, they're cute they're cute what is the most and somebody wrote what is the most important question to ask a realtor before hiring them to sell your home am I mm. entitled to see their recent sale and, and I, I'm assuming that this call of this is Laura from Flushing. I'm assuming you mean, well, first of all, you're entitled and you should, regardless of who you use, get a list of things that have closed and sold in the area. And also, don't forget a list to get a list of things that are currently on the market that are basically your competition. Like you have to be, when you're a seller, you put yourself in the place of a buyer and say to yourself, okay, if I was a buyer and I was spending about what I'm spending now and I want to look in this area, what else would I buy? And I often tell sellers to go look at your competition. Go see what's on the market because really that's what it's really about. You know, your competition, if you have a lot of competition, well, you probably get less. If you don't have a lot of competition, that's better. But what is the most important question you can ask a realtor? I have to think about that. I don't know, Jerry, what do you think? It's a good one. Um, you know, I, I think one of the questions, if you're hiring somebody to sell your house, is how, how do they plan to get at or near the price that they're listing it at? What's their plan? What's their marketing plan? You know? What's their marketing plan? Yeah. And that's where they should not only give you sales, but also sit with you and tell you in writing, and I would want it in writing, a marketing plan of what they plan to do to market your house. Now, I know we have a commercial, so I'm going to finish this after our, our commercial. But let me say this. I don't care what marketing they have. 
it also has to be priced right. Yes. Because a lot of people get mad at the broker yeah. and say, the broker, they didn't do me good. But, well, if your price is, like, way off, the marketing is not really going to make it sell at that price. Uh, I have one or two other questions that you should ask the broker. Uh, we will do that right after the break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Ion Real Estate. I'm here with the gang, Jerry and Ace, and Donnie, myself. We'll be right back. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, it's Dottie, and we're back. And we're in the middle of talking about a question that somebody asked me from um, Laura from Flushing. And she said, what is um, the best question or one of the most important questions to ask a realtor? And... uh, Obviously, my entitled to see recent sales. And if you're talking about their recent sales, like what they personally did, uh, you they don't really have to show it to you. But they, if I, if I wanted to hire someone and I asked them that question, I'd want to at least them to tell me like what sales they did in the area. Um, and you should. I mean, you should say what kind of experience. Not that I think that. I think that you know. Uh, not that I think that somebody can't sell your house that is not exactly in the area, but I do think that you should try to ask them experience. Now, what about the new people in the business? And I remember being new once, and hey. We were all new ones. (laughs) Sometimes they they would say, what do you know? I was born, you know, like I sold three houses before you were born. So I'd say, well, look, if you're more comfortable with someone older, then, you know, be my guest. But what I would tell buyers, and I really believe this, you know, you go out with this realtor, you go out with this realtor, you go out with this realtor, and obviously someone should earn your loyalty. But once you find the realtor that you feel you trust, stick with them. Mm-hmm. Because when there's a good deal or something that's priced well, there's always going to be a lot of people who want it. And don't expect the broker that you have gone out with 200 other brokers besides them to call you first. Okay, so I think a little loyalty, but I'm not saying to be loyal to a fault, but I think that you should find the realtor that you trust and then you work. And then it's a two way street. I always say it's it's a we it's a team like we have in this radio show. We're a team. And, you know, if someone tells you there's something that you're looking at, it just came out. Well, it might not be what you want. It might be. But if you don't get there and see it right away, usually it's gone. So, you know, it, it's kind of a team work. And, and so you should really, besides for experience, um, Laura, I think it's also important that you have a good rapport and you feel comfortable with who you're working with. And then you do a little research about their company mm-hmm. and make sure their company has a couple of listings in the area. Okay? <laughs> uh, I think that's important, too, because you're hiring the person. Um, and as I think Jerry said, they should give you a marketing plan. Uh, I have a question from Sayasit, who's my hometown. Uh, Dottie, who pays? This is Marjorie and Sayasit. Who pays for the professional photographs of my home to be used in the listing? And again, I don't know that there's an answer to that, that there's one way. I mean, in, in certain cases, I, the homeowner pays. In many cases, the realtor pays. Mm-hmm. I'd say more than less. Uh, sometimes in the very high end, you know, if you're doing aerials and telecom, you know, 
Um, so there's no set, but I generally would say that in most cases the, the realtor, the realtor tends to do it. But you also don't, you want to see the, and you know, that's another thing. Ask to see what they're, or go to the site and look at what they're putting on. Because today when people look at everything over the internet and they eliminate stuff by looking at the internet, if your pictures don't show well, they're never going to come to your property. So make sure yeah, that, you yeah. know, don't look for an, uh, somebody who kind of tries to just put anything up there or some cheap mm-hmm. shots. Because how you're, you know, it's, it's like a first impression. It's like I always tell people someone's going to look at you if they don't know you and they're going to judge you by what you look like as far as how you hold yourself, what you're wearing, what clothes you're wearing. So you've got to make sure that your home is, you know, Put up and it's best. It's wearing the right clothes and it looks well and the and the and the photographs are well good and make sure you take any of the garbage off the lawns and you know make the show well. Yeah, Daddy, I can't tell you. I can't emphasize enough how important pictures are. I mean, when I'm looking at property on Street Easy or any one of those sites, you know, and I don't see a picture that's that's sexy or you know yeah. it's appealing. It just it just. Loses its um, people its don't value. think it's some of these little things make a difference. Make a yourself difference. stand out in the yeah. crowd. Make that property stand out in the crowd. You know, Ace, I have a question for you yeah. that somebody wrote in Tom, but I think he he might have wrote this to you and you might have had it. I'm not sure. Yeah. But he said, Ace, I wanted to reach back out to you and see if there is any way that you and Citizens Bank can get my wife and I out of this horrible mortgage situation. Been going from bad to worse, and rate as rates rise. Well, what are the rates now? I mean, it's I right think, around four point three. Yeah, I think you're lucky. I think they're yeah. not rising so it's much. It's not rising a lot. Okay, um, below I have updated some information for you. Um, this is really hurting us. On credit balances are going up, and we keep putting off saving for retirement. And then they list their property, and. Um, so Tom, um, Dottie, I spoke to oh, Tom about to a year because ago. He says I'd like to take yeah. more. I'd like to take him. You know, he he really needs to some help, and I think yes. Yeah. So did you yeah. talk to him already? A lot of times, you know, we um, we take out loans where um, we're highly leveraged. So he took out a first and second um, mortgage, and now the values are. We still have to check to see if the values are. Are, are, are there because, you know, you need to have at least 5% equity in your property to be able to refinance. So that's something that we're looking into now, Dottie. But a lot of times, you know, borrowers will come in and they'll look to refinance their mortgages and sometimes the value has not gone up as much as they'd like and they're highly leveraged. So that's why we always, you know, emphasize to a lot of our listeners and clients to put as much down payment as you can because, you know, with the market being so volatile... You, you know, you, you want to make sure that you have enough equity in, in your in your house. So. Okay, so um, I guess you'll continue to speak yes, to Tom because definitely. you've spoke to him. Yeah. And again, you call if those of you who have called us numerous times, we welcome that. We're here to help you and stay by your side um, through all of your real estate needs. And that's kind of why we put together the professional team we have, so that we cover all the bases: financing, legal. And actually selling because, you know, I tell clients, you know, it's one thing to first you got to find a house or a condo or a co-op or whatever. You've got to find an area that you like. Uh, then, you know, you can't tell a book by its cover sometimes. And so then you've got to find the right buyer. You've got to make sure their credit's right. And so that's where Ace comes in and Citizens Bank. And we try to, if it were me 
and somebody was making a mortgage, um, they were not paying all cash, well, then I'd want them to have a, I'd want to have their credit check before I accepted their deal. And if they wouldn't give it to me because you have to ask for that, then I might not take the, I might say it's a standing offer, but I'll see. I don't know if I would take it. I might insist on it. Uh, and, and, and Citizens Bank and Ace will do that for any yeah. of the buyers that you ha- are currently have. Even if they came from another broker, we will uh, certainly pre-qualify, make sure their credit's good and that they're able to get a mortgage. And I would, you know, look at the terms. The terms yeah. are real important. Uh, so, And then legally, again, I've watched this so many times, so I want to tell you that they'll say, oh, my son-in-law is an attorney, so, you know, I'm going to use yeah. him. Um, yeah, he'll do it. And obviously, he'll do it for free. First of all, he really doesn't want to do it. So he, <laughs> he doesn't uh, want to do it because he's not charging and he doesn't really know what he's doing. Okay. But, he, but he can't say no because you're so. the in-laws yeah. or, you know, you're somebody, somebody's relative or friend. So he has to do it. But you know what? Just like I know that Jerry would not take a person that's going for a divorce because that's not his area of expertise. It is real estate. You would be surprised how many people take on um, parts of law that are not their expertise. And I am telling you yeah. that real estate, is an, you need an expertise and you need someone who can negotiate it well because, you know, like anything else. I mean, if you look at what's going on with politics, I mean, thank God they finally uh, settled it for three weeks, for three weeks at least. Okay, But, you know, that's not negotiating. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. No. So, you know, and so a good attorney and a good bank and a good broker, it all makes the difference. Um, so putting that team together really counts. Um, and by the way, I was talking about a government shutdown and, you know, it's over for now. I, I don't really know what's going to happen three weeks from now. Uh, but I was looking at uh, from the National Association of Realtors, the NAR did a survey of like, oh, 2,200 members and found that 75% had no impact to their contract signing. You know, I would hear that on the news. Like, oh, you know, if you buy the house, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. Well, they did a survey and most people had no problem. How They said that 11% did report an impact on current clients. They didn't say it stopped it. Okay. But there was an impact. Um, but hopefully, in the next three weeks, they will yeah. be able to keep it open and for good. Uh, because I, I think it's uh, tough on a lot of people. So at least it's over. We have a break, but I have a, one more question that I, I want. Somebody asked, what neighborhood is best for me? <laughs> that's an interesting uh, question, and it's an open that's question. That's a tough one. I mean, that's... So we're all going to tell you what our neighbor, what neighborhood is best for us, and that's an individual question. But I'll give you some uh, of my feedback right after. I think we have another commercial break, and then we'll be right back. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back and I'm here in the studio in New York City with Ace, who is our financial expert, and Jerry Feeney, who is our legal expert, and I'm Dottie Herman, and I try to be a real estate expert. 
I've been doing it long enough. Um, anyhow, we're in the middle of talking, and you're, by the way, if you have any questions, it's 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Um, so someone had asked me, you know, uh, what's the best neighbor for me? And, of course, you know, everyone's going to want a different neighborhood. But I can tell you some of the things I, I look at, of course, location. You know, and again, you might want to be in a place where there's nobody around. I mean, it depends. Do you want to be close to a city? Do you want to be close to your job? Uh, but I will tell you that buyers, especially in cities, uh, want to make sure that the amenities they use will frequently be nearby. So if you're in a city like a New York City, uh, where if you're coming from the suburbs, it's, well, even the suburbs, you want to be close, you know, the, the closer you are to transportation, public transportation to the railroads or to the subways or if in the suburbs to the Long Island Railroad or whatever. You know, that's a, that's a factor in price. If it's not important to you, if you're retired or you're not somebody that's going to be traveling or your job is close by, then maybe you can find a cheaper property that's further away because it doesn't matter to you. Uh, but people like to be close just for most part. Uh, so walkability, which is uh, not only what you can walk to, it also refers to the beauty of the neighborhood in which people are drawn to. So, you know, you can walk through the town and see what it looks like, um, see if there's places for kids to play. Now, if you don't have children and you don't care about that, then maybe that's not important to you. So it's really hard to to answer that question if you don't really know exactly what's important. So what you want to do is sit down with, yourself or whoever you're buying a property with or renting and look at what the importance is to you and then walk those neighborhoods. I tell people, don't jump all over the place. You'll go crazy. Find and zone yeah. in on yeah. the areas that are important to you and then drive it. If you're commuting, you drive it during rush hour. Don't go on Sunday at 2 o'clock, although I think there's traffic every day of the week at this point. Uh, you never know. But drive it, walk it. Go on you know, on a weekend and look at the area, go around. If you have kids in school, do some homework about schools because schools are important. If you have children in school, if you have kids with special needs or special talents, you want to find a school that really is going to work with them. Go into the schools and ask people that live in the area. But hone in on a place, like in a, in a location. Don't jump and say, you know, oh, I want this house that I found in this area, but I want it in this area. And, of course, this area is 100 miles away from the city, uh, but I want it for the same price. You find an area first. <laughs> okay? And I, that, that would be my advice as far as, you know, and then you have to look at what's important to you. Sizes. Do you want a yard? Do you want a condo? And then, you know, value. You know, look at the, oh, you know. I used to make it real simple. This is really old-fashioned. Someone taught me this years ago, and I once in a while use it. You just take a piece of paper and put pro, con. That's true. Okay? Put all the pros of an area, put all the cons of an area, okay? And see what, which one wins. And Good then way we, to start. Yeah. yeah, that's how you can start, all right? Yeah. Oh, this is just for fun. I just had to give you this because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at paint colors and all this stuff. For, my house is still not done. It's three years. Okay, but... Uh, I'm getting close. So I just wanted to give you for those a quick, uh, the paint colors that uh, are all-time favorite picks, because I always tell you, if you're selling your home, just give it a coat of paint. 
all right, and make it something neutral. And so I'm going to give you some of the colors that are in today that are fairly neutral and then some other colors that are really in but not neutral. But these are 10 paint, paint colors, and they're all-time favorites. And these are done by uh, some designers and architects. They're not – I didn't put this together myself – but one is simply white. Now, if you go to a paint store and look at whites, it will drive you insane. There's like five. Three hundred. Yeah. I mean, there's millions of whites. Okay. And then you have to look at it in the right light. If you're looking at it at a paint store and you're not looking at the light in your property or what you're doing, it's going to look entirely different. Different. And they all have. Some have undertones. Some have gray undertones. Some have orange undertones and tan. So, any simply white is the white chosen. The more often than others. I mean, this is the most popular white because I, I, it's just simply white. It doesn't have undertones. Um, white Dove, okay, which is another popular white, has a cult following, okay? White Dove. Yes. So just note these down. Then if you're looking, and you're gonna, especially then if you're selling, these are good colors to just kind of paint. But White Dove, if you put it next to simply white, Okay, and you put like five glasses on to kind of it. It, it, it is a, it's supposedly a softer white than white, simply white. I think little uh, simply white might be a little bit crisper, and dove white might be a little bit softer. Okay, so those are um, Chantilly lace, which is a Benjamin Moore paint, is a lace white. Now, what does that mean? I, I'm not really sure. Um, but I'm assuming lace has a little bit more of a yellow undertone. Um, then there is uh, a lot of people use gray. So Nimbus is a cloud-like gray that goes bluer at night. All right. So you want to bring it home, test it, and look at it in the morning and then look at it at night. Okay. Um, Thunder is a beige color. So it's not white-white. But it can look white. <laughs> now I know this is but you know it's insane when I use colors because I'm a fanatic like that and I try to do those whites many a day you could lose your mind yeah there's really 500 can. colors so and you have to look at you can ask the painter like what are the you know what's the if you want a crisp white if you don't want any undertones if you're doing grays like grays if you're doing your house in grays and stuff like that well, that, that's a cool color, so you kind of want a white with, you probably don't want a warm white. I mean, so there's a lot of things. Those are really very popular colors. Um, Clunch is a buttery beige that looks like you could eat it. Well, I wouldn't want to eat a wall, but I don't know. So if you have dogs, you might not want to get that, okay? Uh, pitch black. Now, I don't know anybody who has black houses. Uh, I haven't seen too many black places but uh, a wall you mean yeah speaks for itself no. maybe no. it's a wall i don't know I, I i an accent wall or maybe a movie room or something like that but okay and I they, think, it's, and I they, think it's good for the kids bedroom yeah and <laughs> for the kids bedrooms they have calamine pink if it's a girl obviously and i don't want to be gender because that's not right i mean so i guess it doesn't matter if it's a girl or a boy but calamine pink says just look at calamine lotion it's the same color calamine okay well, whatever. But uh, when you're choosing paints, really, the way to do it is they will give you samples. Go put it on your walls and test it on your own walls because uh, 
the, the, wherever you're buying the paint from, the colors and the lights there are going to be different. Mm-hmm. Do you go to that extent to do that? Ace or Jerry? Um, I, I don't. No, I don't, I don't go through so that. So what did you do? Yeah. I just kind of slap it on the wall. If I don't like it, I make him repaint it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> something else. And that's, you know, that's, the thing about paint is it's not, it's not permanent, so you're not going to make a huge mistake. If you hate it, you just redo it. I think, Jerry, you know? since Dottie's been, her house has been taking three years, we might have to go there and help her. <laughs> yeah. just, to, just to finish it up. You know? yeah. well, I don't Jerry, mean to laugh at you, but you know, when they said it'd be ready by Memorial Day, you didn't ask them what year Memorial Day. Right, that so was... It'll be ready by some Memorial Day. <laughs> 2021. Yeah, that's... Right. Okay, so now they called me last week and they said, your kitchen's not done and you paid all the money to the kitchen people. And I said, yeah, but you weren't supposed to let them leave until it was done. So right. they gave so me the number. The next... They gave me the mm-hmm. number to call them. And I said, yeah, but... My kitchen was supposed to be done this, at the end of the summer. It is now. Why are you first calling me in February to tell me that they can't? It's like amazing. But I did everything wrong. So I, uh, do, I don't want to say I deserve what I get. I mean, sometimes you can give good advice and you don't take it yourself. I didn't, I didn't realize the time that it really takes when you do a major renovation. And for those of you who are doing a major renovation, I suggest you realize it's a lot of time. And I don't want to classify all contractors in the same light, but I will say you need to be on top of it. You really do. And I wasn't. And I had no clue. I didn't even think about the time that I didn't have to go there. Now, I know people that do construction and and they're there every week or every day or whatever. And so you tend to really end up really not – you need to know the time and are you willing to commit to it because I think a major renovation – and there's always things you didn't think about that have to be done that you didn't put in your budget. So make sure you kind of know there's always some extra stuff. Uh, I told you last week that what they said was the most popular day to look on the Internet. Um, but the search, actually, but search uh, activity peaks at 10 a.m. Friday. So people search the most on Friday mornings and bottoms at 9 p.m. on Wednesday. Did you know that? No, no, I do not know. It's interesting. Fridays, huh? Yeah. And the best and the least popular time of the week to search is Wednesday at 9 p.m. Now, how does that help anyone? I'm not sure. Okay. Just, <laughs> just, right. just, I'm trying to translate that into what do I do with it. Just, just, you know, something you can throw out when you're talking, you know. By the way, did you know? Um, right. And generally search activities, which would make sense on weekday mornings and afternoons and lightest on weekday evenings and actually weekends. I always tell you, in my opinion, I'm not looking at the survey that whoever did it did it. It's not me. You know when I tell you to put your home? I tell you that after some after a seller has their home on the on the whole week and they stayed home and their buyers didn't show up or something, look, go look at something on a Monday and make an offer or make the offer on a Monday if you just saw it on Sunday. Um, I think Monday is a good day because the sellers have had that weekend and either they were loaded with activity yeah. or they weren't. And if they weren't, Sometimes it's a good day to go see something. And if you like it, make an offer. Uh, we have a question from Justin um, from Manhattan. Or is it Justine? Yes, hi. Hi. That's a pretty name. I like that, Justine. Is it Justine, right? Yes, it used to be much more common back in the, well, I'm, I'm born in 55. So back in my mother's day, 
because I'm part French Canadian. So. Oh, nice. But but Justin's I a popular name now. But I've never. But Justine is really. I I just have to say I like that name. It's really pretty. I don't know any Justines. I know Justins. It's a pretty name. Met anybody? I was 16 before I met another Justine. Really, really. <laughs> but it is. It was a funny circumstance. I won't go into it. But. Uh, okay. I'm so a- where are you from? Manhattan. Maine. 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 Okay. So what's Maine. your question? Thanks for calling. And, and kind of, can you? Hear, can we all hear you? Yes. So speak. Yeah. Give us your question. You can hear me okay? Yeah. Uh, yes, I can. All right. Um, I've been an entrepreneur a good part of my life, and I, I'm semi-retired, disabled, and I'm looking to move down to the Blue Ridge Mountain area, hopefully Tennessee, since it's it's maybe booming a little too fast, or so, maybe Kentucky or West Virginia. I'm curious what what yeah what what prompted you? Do you have do you have relatives there? Do you know it's that area well? Uh, what what what, what makes you? My dear, thank you. Um, my dear depart. I I can't take the cold. Number one, okay. Maine is beautiful, but the winter goes on from May to uh, May to well October to May. Right. Everyone in the state is depressed in February and March. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. A lot of New Yorkers are moving to Maine. I hope they know what they're getting into. <laughs> well, if they, think, if they think New York is cold, I mean, uh, although, you know. So Lately, you're thinking like, of moving to where? Did you say Tennessee, maybe? or Mountain area, I know, is cooler than the coast. I'm not real fond of heat and humidity. But my husband, dear departed, was from Virginia. Okay. And I love being down there. So I know I know quite a few people in the South also, just from various entrepreneurial oh. enterprises. And because I'm semi-retired and I'm... My mother died at 80, and she was always on the go. I'm just like her. Oh, good for you. And so, so what is your question? I love your I had to tell you that. I love your show. Oh, thank you, Justine. And I'm never going to forget you because I love the name and it stands out in the crowd. So what is your question? Are you thinking of, have you, have you keyed in on a place yet or are you still kind of fuzzy about where exactly? I've got an idea and this is it. I want to open a small, small inn. Okay. Maybe six rooms max. <clears throat> Maybe like, eight. Like a bed and breakfast kind of type of thing yes. where somebody stays over? Yes, ma'am. So um, I have some grant possibilities and quite a few backers that are interested. I have a name picked out already, which I won't mention because I haven't done any of that yet. Um, so I believe from what I, I spoke to a multimillionaire from West Texas. All right, well, Justine, you're going to have to hold your question and you're going to have to wait for the news now because we have my, we, we have Michael Conte um, back on the show about insurance. He's at the 11th. Now we'll finish your question, but we have a break right now. So Justine, stay at the line. And Michael, we can't wait to hear all of your valuable insurance information. I've got some questions of myself. We'll be right back after the 11 o'clock news. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.